welcome to Making It to the Mic, a podcast about how different voice actors got to where they are today. I'm your host, Stephanie Pam Roberts, and this week's guest is Bo Martin. Bo shares his experiences working as a voice actor in e-learning, IVR on-hold phone messages, and more, and how his amazing voiceover accountability group and strong customer service background has helped him along the way. So let's jump in. Here's my conversation with Bo Martin. Hi, Bo. How are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am so good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Glad to be here. So I would love to start with our favorite question, which is to tell us about your journey. How did you make it to the mic and what did you do before voiceover? Yeah, sure. So so mine is a, a rather bumpy road to the mic. Um, I, I started, well, the mic, the road to the mic was easy. I started singing when I was about three years old. Um, my mother's actually a singer um, and still sings to this day. And um, she was at one of her performances with her band. And apparently, and I don't recall this, she tells the story better than I do. Apparently, when I was about three years old, I made my way to the stage while her and her band were performing. And I just took the mic and started singing into the mic at the age of three. Amazing. And right in front of her performance and in front of all of the people, I started singing and uh, I've been singing ever since. And so that began my my singing journey. And um, I moved to the great state of North Carolina, where I currently reside. Um, and my mom stayed behind in Wisconsin. And so I kind of broke up the group as far as singing goes. And so I was looking for a way to um, to continue using my voice to to have fun and to make a little bit of money. And um, I was working back then uh, for Verizon Wireless. And so I remember one time I, I uh, answered the phone and someone thought that I was the voice prompt. So one time someone called in and they said, and I said, hello, and thank you for calling Verizon Wireless. How can I help you today? And there was a long pause and I heard a button press and <laughs> like they were trying to press zero to get, a, to get to an operator. I said, hello, like that. And they said, are you a person? <laughs> and then I kind of caught on to what they thought. And I had fun with it. That's actually a great ad campaign, Verizon, if you're listening. <laughs> and so they said, are you a real person? And I said, yes, I am a real person. How may I help you today? And then I heard another button press. I kind of broke character a little bit. And they were like, wow, you you really sound you know, like you could do that for a living. And that's when it, I kind of had an epiphany. And I said, you know what? That'd be a great way to use my voice. And so uh, fast forward a couple months later, um, I was working in uh, Verizon still. And a gentleman came in to uh, get his phone serviced. And he gave me his business card. And he uh, was a production studio manager. And I said, wow, OK, well, I said, maybe maybe somebody's trying to tell me something. And so, you know, I, I, I told him, you know, of my aspirations in voiceover. Um, he said, sure thing. Come on down to the studio. We'll talk it through. And that was back in 2011. No, probably a little probably about 2010, I'll say. Um, somewhere around then, because I know it's been over 10 years. And so not too long after that, I made my very first voiceover demo. Um, I did say the ride was a bumpy one. I didn't really do too much with the demo other than spend a lot of money to get it made. Um, that happens. Because back then, you, yeah, back then you had to, um, you know, still send out CDs. I know I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself here, but back then you still had to send out CDs. So I had to, you know, I, get, I had to get those demos made and I had to send them out to people. And I just wasn't very good at that back then. So um, I had CDs that pretty much just sat on the shelf and did nothing with them. And I'd say for the first maybe five years after I made that demo, I didn't make a nickel. I just, I, I, I spent all that money on the demo and I didn't make a nickel off of it. You know, fast forward to I'd say about maybe 2016, 
you know, I, and, and it goes to knowing your worth in the industry because I learned a very valuable lesson um, around 2015, somewhere in 2016 in that area. Um, I was working on um, a website that shall not be named, but people sometimes charge $5 for things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and again, I didn't know my value at the time. And, and a gentleman reached out to me for some IVR work. And I was just excited to be contacted about IVR work. I think I charged him $10 um, to do his IVR system for him. Wow. I did it for him and he paid me and he gave me a good review and I gave him a good review. I went on my merry way. Well, fast forward to uh, that was probably about 2017. Well, in 2018, my dad died. I was literally at the airport on my way home from his funeral and the phone rang and I answered and it was him. And he says, Hey, um, Bo, can you, I need, I changed my phone number. Can you, can you update it? And can you edit a few things for my IVR system? And I said, sure, I'll be happy to do that for you. I said, I'm out of town. Unfortunately, my dad's passed away. Um, I said, but as soon as I, as soon as I get home, I'll get right to it. And, and I told him, I said, uh, you know, he's like, okay, same rate. And I said, okay, sure. Same rate. So trying to provide the excellence in customer service that I was always trained to give, as soon as I got home, I immediately started work. Uh, I didn't even unpack before I started to get that. I sent it to him right away. And I said, here you go. You know, thank you for being patient. Here's the finished product. You can go ahead and send over the payment. I never heard from the guy. (gasps) No. He stiffed me for $10. Oh, my gosh. And I was so frustrated. Because first of all, it was only ten dollars. Exactly. You know. Um, second of all, it was you know I had put in the work, and that's when I had that epiphany of um, knowing your worth. And you had expressed how your dad had died, and that kind of vulnerability as like a human to a human. That's a bummer. Yeah, and 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 it was it was all about uh, I'm uh, you know as I said I was working for Verizon, so customer service has always been huge for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I approach my voiceover business in the same way. Um, one of the reasons why I've been so good at retaining my e-learning clients is because, you know, I, I I provide them with that extra mile in customer service. So, yeah, for him to basically just stiff me. So, um, yeah, that was my that was my, you know, a very valuable lesson that I learned. And that was my first and last time ever doing a job for that particular website. And, um, you know, it really taught me a lesson. So that was my start in the business. From then on, I've I've had, you know, I, I had. Uh, a few small jobs uh, from, I'd say, from from 2017 to 2019. Then, um, you know, a, a wonderful thing. Well, I shouldn't say wonderful thing because it is coronavirus. Um, <laughs> but something changed in the voiceover industry when coronavirus or COVID-19 came about. People uh, all of a sudden had to stay at home. By then I had transitioned to, I was working for a bank at this particular time. And all of a sudden I'm at home every day. And I was working from home, but I had all this extra time on my hands. And it was then, you know, when I actually took the time to build my first voiceover studio. Well, not my first, but my best. I I actually went out and and built a studio right here in my home, which I'm currently speaking to you from now. The exponential amount of income that went up from where I was to where I I, I went to in 2020, I can't even tell you. Um, I, I could say 10 times, but that would be an, that wouldn't be enough. It was more than 10 times. Wow. I got my first agent in 2020 around May or 2020 of 2020. Um, after, after years of not being able to get an agent, you know, from 20, like I said, from 2011 through 2020, I was unable to get an agent, um, partially because I didn't, I don't think I really took it seriously. 
And then when it wasn't until 20, you know, early 2020, when, when COVID-19 hit that I'm like, you know what, this, this could really be something here. Then I got a second in August and then I got a third in November and then I got a fourth in December. And, and by the time 2021 came, I had seven or eight agents in, in all different parts of the country. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It really just sort of snowballed from there. Um, I met some incredible people um, that helped me grow my business. Um, I met some incredible people who helped produce my demos for me. I was able to uh, redo my commercial demo from that one that I had done way back in 2012 or 2011. Um, I was able to redo a commercial demo as well as I was able to add um, character demo as well as e-learning and promo, of course, IVR, and uh, get my website. And basically, that's how I took off from there. It, it, I won't say that coronavirus or, or COVID-19 was a blessing because nothing that horrible could be a blessing. but um, but it, it definitely did kind of put things in perspective for me and allow me the opportunity to to take it, if you will, take advantage of a bad situation. It's so funny. You're you're definitely not the first person I've interviewed or just in general that I've talked to that has talked about how their voiceover business took off during the pandemic just because people who had a home studio already were like off to the races immediately. People who were in corporate jobs or non-voiceover jobs suddenly had what you had, which was no commute, extra time, finally a sort of impetus to do the thing that they had been wanting to do and didn't have the time or the energy for. And it is, it is it's really interesting to think that something just so horrible kind of bolstered so many people's careers, myself included. I, I've said before, my husband um, works in the theater. His schedule is crazy. We have a young daughter. And once COVID happened, it was like, oh, I have full-time childcare all day, every day. Right. And so I was able to say like, oh, this audition just came in. Mm, I don't have to wait. I'll be right back. Okay. And then I'm back. So yeah, that's, that's really, really interesting. And I'm so curious, did you have, or at any point in those, either the kind of the first chunk or the post-pandemic chunk, did you take any classes or do any training or coachings? Oh, absolutely. Uh, as I started to take the business more seriously, and so I'll, I'll, I'll skip through uh, the Paleozoic eras of voiceover of my voiceover career. Um, Amazing! I've never heard anyone refer to their early career as that, but that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll skip to probably about, like I said, about 2018. I was I was dormant um, from about 2012 or 2013 to about 2018. What really sparked off my voiceover career, and I, I'm sure this would probably be the same for for many people who have attended um, voiceover conventions. I attended a voiceover convention. Um, in 2018 down in Atlanta, because I was always around voiceover. I, you know, like I said, I was involved in it, but I couldn't break into it as in actually start making money at it. Mm -hmm. And so I met some absolutely amazing, amazing people. I was able to connect with, you know, those who were over the event itself. I was able to connect with those who were over some some amazing websites, you know, like Gravy for the Brain, Bridget Real, who is an incredible uh, voiceover actress um, who was affiliated with the Gravy for the Brain. Um, I met uh, someone who's also developed to be a very good friend of mine at uh, Voice of Atlanta in 2018 uh, by the name of Damon Allums, another incredible voiceover artist. And I just started making all these incredible connections. And um, that's what really sparked my career to take off in 2018. I've since expanded my my network of, of, of voiceover artists to inc include a super team. Uh, but Damon Allens and I, after we we kind of clicked and hit it off at at uh, at the Atlanta convention, 
Um, we exchanged information and we decided to stay in touch. Now, he lives clear across the country. We decided to be each other's uh, accountability partners. Mm. And so and, and that's another thing that's really huge for those who are looking to get into voiceover business is not only is coaching huge, not only is going to those events where you can get around the positivity and the voiceover artist who can help you and train you, but accountability partners are, are amazing as well. And so um, he and I decided to start a group, actually. And so it was just the two of us. And we decided to start a group of fellow up and coming voiceover artists who were looking to advance in the business. We started that group back in late 2018, early 2019. And the business, uh, the voiceover business just started to grow. And it's a real testimony to um, think and grow rich, if you will, because, you know, they always say what you what you focus on grows. And so uh, by keeping voiceover in the forefront, um, I was able we were able to, you know, create that group and. And uh, I met, uh, like I said, a ton of uh, amazing voiceover artists. Uh, Kimberly Bonnie was was the first young lady to join our group. And then there's a plethora of other people that came in. I'll probably run through all their names later because they they're all they all played such an integral part in my voiceover success. But accountability groups and um, the training, like I said, that I got from from the Atlanta convention um, in 2018, and then I went back again. Um, in 2019. And I would have gone again in 2020. However, uh, COVID-19 happened. So I wasn't able to do that. And, um, you know, training is essential. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's necessary. And so that's one of the best things that, that has helped me to get to the degree of success that I have. I think that's so important to keep in mind that the training shouldn't stop. And, you know, and training could also be, you know, you feel like you're you want to learn a new skill in your editing skills or you want to, you know, because in voiceover now we're we're so many pieces. We're, right. We do so many different things. So it could be an email marketing class. It could be, you know, not only just your, uh, you know, your performance skills. Yeah. And that's that's 100 percent true. Uh, back in the day, all we had to do was show up and walk in the booth and record and go home. You know, COVID-19 changed all of that. Now we have people who are expecting a fully produced, um, you know, fully pr finished product. And so we have to be the audio engineer. We have to be that, you know. And so there's a lot of things that we have to do now that even a couple of years ago we didn't have to do. And and so that that training is essential. And, and, and not only that. Um, you know, whether it, whether you're going from one particular genre to the next or whether you just want to get better at whatever genre you're focused on. You know, sometimes sometimes you can't necessarily smell your own breath. If you if you have a performance or if you do something, you may not know that it's not very good. But if someone's in front of you who can actually take a good, honest, unbiased listen to it, um, they can let you know, like, hey, um, yeah, you might want to switch that up. Or, or are you feeling OK today? Because that didn't come through correct. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that my local altar family, that's that's the name of our group is, is local altar. It, one of the things that my local altar family has has done is, is we've been that particular, um, you know, people to each other. I like I, I use the analogy that uh, I'm not going to let you go out of house with with, you know, eye boogers or with with morning breath. Right. Um, you know, because when you represent when you go out, you represent the family and we want to make sure that you represent us well. And so and I and, and if we're truly family, I would hope that you would do the same for me. And so that's kind of that's kind of the the family aspect that we have. And there's right now um, the, the group has kind of fluctuated in size up and down a bit. But right now there's a, there's a total of nine of us who um, who are a, a basically a group of accountability partners. It's been absolutely essential. It is the single greatest reason 
for the degree of success that I've had. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about the logistics and the structure of how you communicate with each other or how regularly you meet and what you do in your meetings, because I've heard that often. You know, lots of people have said accountability buddies, and it's hard to find that magic balance of everybody's on the same page or wants to be in the group at the same time. So I'm so curious how you made it kind of work. We've been very fortunate that the group that we have We're kind of um, a specialty and all of us specialize in something different and we just kind of blend together. We're like, um, I know I'm dating myself by saying this, but we're like Voltron. We We all kind of come together and we form this one great super force. So you know, for example, uh, one of the one of the members of my group is his name is Andrew Lander. Andrew is a whiz at organizing things, and he's a whiz at um, you know spreadsheets and 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 keeping us on track and 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 making sure that you know we do our marketing and things of that sort. He's a marketing guru, if you will. So, uh, uh, very important, and and he's a, a great, uh, awesome voiceover actor as well. Andrew was a guest on season one, so I will link his episode in the show notes. And he's what who brought us together. Yes, yes, he is. I, and I just realized that Damon Allen Allums um, is just an amazing theatrical voice. He's he's very savvy when it comes to uh, the technical side of things. Um, Kimberly Bonnie is an incredible, like I said, incredible female voice actress, uh, theatric professionally trained in theater. Um, and then we've got Atticus Batakin who is actually, um, he's newer in the voiceover industry, but Atticus is an accomplished uh, SAG-AFTRA actor who has been on television on com- countless different uh, TV episodes. And and um, I'm sure you've probably seen him on many things. And so he he provides us with that professional SAG-AFTRA advice when we need it. You know, he also can give us the actor side of things when we need it. Frank Harrison, who is is um, our uh, audio engineer guru with over thirty years of experience in audio and sound engineering? Oh wow! Um, so when you talk about uh, when we need advice as far as our microphones, we need advice as far as our our systems and what to use and what to do. Uh, Frank has us covered with that, and again, an amazing. All of these people I'm naming are also hashtag voiceover artists. They're also voiceover artists, but they've got all these other amazing skills. Miles, Miles Sands, which um, I, I call him, uh, um, you know, he's like a, a young rookie monster. Miles Sands is like 22 years old, an incredible, uh, again, theater trained voice actor uh, down in the great state of Texas. Um, he, he does all these different kinds of uh, amazing characters and theater work and, and video game work. And, and his voice range is one like I've never heard anyone else. He can literally go from James Earl Jones deep to like almost unhearably high. We've got um, Andrew Jones. Andrew is 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 the rookie monster. Um, Andrew is out of Phoenix and he's an amazing new talent. He's been in the game probably maybe a year or two. His his thing is he wants to do movie trailers. Last but definitely not least, Josh Evans, who is an amazing, amazing writer. He actually wrote a screenplay that all of us in, in the uh, group uh, have done called Jedi Shadow Force. It's a it's kind of a, an homage to uh, the Jedi group and the Jedi Jedi Shadow Force, um, and we turned it into an an audio drama that's available on YouTube, of course. And it's just an amazing audio drama. Parts one, two, and three currently out now. And um, so yeah, so we've got all of those particular avenues covered. And what we do is every week we do this once a week. Every week we come together all of us who can make it, and we share our successes, we share our plans, we share our failures. And, and a lot of people forget about that last part. 
failure you a lot of times you can earn you can learn just as much from your failures sometimes more than what you can learn on your successes we share everything with each other as far as like our um you know we know their families i know i know all of their families i know all of their um you know if they have kids i know their kids you know some of some of them have you know gotten married while we were uh, at a group and we've just kind of grown together and so we come together once a week every thursday we've been able to help you know those who want to get better and those who are new in the business to grow and to get better and um you also had uh, Erica Vinay on the, on the, on your podcast a few uh, episodes ago and she's another one who is um you know who who is a a friend of the family she's not in the group with us but she um she's always welcome to join the group and and speak with us whenever she wants to she's joined us for several of our Thursday night meetings and so um you know we're just a family and 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 that accountability is what because every Thursday we take turns. Each one of us talks about what we're working on and what we'll have accomplished by the next week. That really is like a true accountability group, you know, really, really digging in and meeting yeah. each week and keeping that consistency. That's really, really cool and very impressive. Nobody wants to be the one to show up to the group and, and didn't accomplish what they said they would accomplish. Right. Absolutely. So it definitely it definitely helps to keep us all accountable and to make sure that we stay active in the business, too. You know, because I'm I'm looking for all my friends on social media to do things, whether it be, you know, doing uh, voiceover videos or, or putting out their their demos or or TikTok or Facebook or whatever it is that, you know, whatever other social media platform that they want to go on. Uh, but we look for each other and we support each other. And, um, you know, it's just it's it's I feel really blessed to have uh you know, such a such a wonderful group of of of, of guys and girl um, who who have stuck with us. You know, for the last you know, me and Damon started this back in 2018, and and for the vast majority of the people that I named, they've been with us. You know, for at least two of those two of those years, and so you know, everybody everybody is sticking with us, and it's a re- it's I think it's a real testimony to what we offer as a group, and everybody in the group. And, and I'm sure and hopefully they, they'd be willing to co-sign on this. I think everybody in the group can honestly tell you that they are better off in the voiceover business now than when they started in the group. And I think it's really, really cool that you have the consistency to be able to to contact each other so regularly, because I feel like a lot of accountability groups end up being oh, let's meet once every other week or once a month, you know, just to check in and. I love that you guys have like assignments and, you know, things to keep you on your toes because I I say to my husband all the time, like, nobody cares if I send out 20 emails this week or zero emails. Nobody (laughs) cares if I post on Instagram. Nobody cares if I send auditions. I mean, nobody really cares. It is really such an independent business. and, And, you know, without like a team of people, you don't really have anybody to answer to. So I love that you've set that up so intense is not the right word, but so intensely. And it, and it's really good to have. And, and, you know, we're 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 very reasonable and understanding. You know, there's been times where Atticus Atticus has a very young son. He's probably about a year or two. And there's been times when Atticus will show up and he's literally got his baby. He's holding his baby in his arms while we're having our meeting. And it, and it's wonderful. Everybody loves the baby and, you know, and everybody goo goo and gagas and at the baby. And it's, you know, and so we're always happy to see him. And, you know, or, for example, uh, Drew Jones uh, is a football player. So sometimes um, he show up and he's literally in uniform or on his way to go play. Uh, he, he's a semi-pro football player. So he'll literally be on his way to go play semi-pro football and he'll be sitting in the car while we're on our while we're on our meeting. And so, you know, we understand that that life happens and, and people got things going on and 
And, um, you know, it's 10 o'clock here, seven o'clock on the West Coast so that everybody has a chance to get on. Um, and so, you know, every Thursday, you know where we'll be. And you, if you can join us, you join us and we have a great time and we, we, we come away encouraged. And that's what's that's what's uh, important. And anybody who wants to come get encouraged and come be built up, they come. I love it. Thank you for sharing that with us. I think that's that's a really neat thing to have, um, especially because, you know, we hear all the time the voiceover community is so amazing. And while I do think that's true, I think it's even better when you kind of like notch down into like a real actual group of people instead of just the community at large, which is wonderful, but is a bunch of people that you might not know, you know, as as well. So it's nice to have that that specific group you can count on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I said this to, to Damon before, if it were not for the accountability group, I probably would not still be doing voiceover because I hit a very dark period um, in about 20, you know, uh, about 2018, 2019, where um, financially things just weren't happening for me. Um, I started working a second job. Then I started working a third job and and voiceover just kind of took a back seat and 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 you know so sometimes you know when i when i show up i would i never missed our calls our thursday night calls sometimes when i'd show up for my thursday night call i literally would be out on the road and i would just pull over to the side from one on, on my way from one job to another and you know um damon damon is the is the the resident realist of the group and so you know, he would oftentimes tell me, like, you know, if if you want to do this seriously, you could make the money on voiceover that you're making out there going from job to job. You just have to be committed to do it. And so, um, you know, it took me it took me some time. But um, I one of the things that kept me going is I never stopped attending the Thursday night meetings. Um, and I and I gave Damon and, and the others my word that I wouldn't. And like I said, sometimes I didn't even want to be there because I didn't have anything to share. Remember, we spoke about accountability and I would feel bad at times because I didn't have any success stories. I didn't have any auditions that I'd done. I, I had done. I didn't have any gigs that I booked. I didn't have anything. I didn't have I couldn't talk about my brand new website because I had didn't have that up yet. I couldn't talk about e-learning videos or e-learning demos or e-learning recordings, you know, because I hadn't done any of those. So I didn't have anything to talk about. So I didn't want to be there, but I would go because I needed that accountability. Had I not had that, I probably would not be, be experiencing the success now because I, if I hadn't gotten through the nighttime, I would not be experiencing the day. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So speaking of e-learning, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. I feel like that's a, a genre that a lot of people want to break into, but it's one of those mystery kind of how do you get there? Who do you contact? What do you do? And so I'd love to hear your experience about getting into that side of the business. Yeah, honestly, um, so I, I did, um, you know, IVR initially. That was that was when I first started out in voiceover. But um, you know, they say that the industry speaks to you, and 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 it will tell you what genres are for you as long as you're listening. So you know, I did my, I did several different demos. Um, I did a commercial demo first, of course, and then I did my e-learning demo second. Shortly after I added my e-learning demo to my website, and I'm, I'm not a very good marketer. I, I would be the first to admit that that's something I can improve on. Shortly after I uploaded my e-learning demo to my website, um, I started getting contacted by people. Um, I got contacted by a college, a, a college or two. I got contacted by um, several different production houses. And basically, they reached out to me and was like, hey, um, we heard your e-learning demo. Uh, we would love if you could record for Certa for us in the voice of your demo or your demo spot number three. Can you do that voice for us for the demo? And I'm like, 
really? So I don't, I, you don't need me to audition? He's like, no, if you could just go ahead and do it in that particular voice, it'll be greatly appreciated and we can discuss the rate. So um, that happened on multiple occasions and that started to speak to me. And so um, since then, I've probably done more e-learning work than any other work that I've done. And so I, I can't necessarily say that, that the success that I've had in e-learning is due to any other efforts other than me putting it out there on all of the socials and putting it out there on YouTube and putting it out there on my website. I can't emphasize enough having a good website is, 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 is paramount to success. You know, making sure that you've got the appropriate keywords to to attract clientele to your website, because when people when people Google search your website, you have to have the appropriate keywords and you have to have the appropriate content um, once they get to your website. And so that's also huge. And having your demos uh, professionally done demos on your on your page um, or at least professionally sounding done demos. Um, you know, there's always a huge debate as to whether or not people should do their own demos. I, I won't necessarily get into that. But make sure that your demo, if it's not, if it wasn't done professionally, it needs to sound like it was um, because people shouldn't be able to tell that it wasn't. Right. And so, um, you know, but the majority of the e-learning work that I've got is from people reaching out to me based on finding me on my website. I love that. I feel like that's the that is the goal. And and I love that that's working for you. It is. And, and, and I'll tell you one thing that is huge. And I preach this like the gospel to my to my voiceover accountability group. One of the reasons that I've been able to do so much e-learning work is because I do repeat work. Why? Because of my customer service background. Mm -hmm. I take care of my clients. I, I appreciate them. I appreciate their business. I, let, I treat them as if they were a client that walked into Verizon and I needed to make a sale, right? I, 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 um, the way that I approached it back then it wasn't always about sale. I approached it kind of um, customer service leads to sales. That was my that was one of the reasons I was successful. Some people were sales, sales, sales. I was customer service will lead you to the sale. So if you were to walk in, for example, looking for a cell phone or if you were to walk in and you say, I want that new iPhone. Well, my first question to you is why? And th although that would take people take people back sometimes, it started a con conversation about what exactly you were looking for your cell phone to do. And it allowed me to then educate you on your cell phone and, and whether or not it was the right fit for you, et cetera, et cetera. That way, when we got to the price and how much that iPhone was, and, and everybody knows Verizon isn't the cheapest cell phone carrier out there. But when we got to that part, that way, I can now justify why you need to pay this amount much more than you would if you went with another cell phone carrier. Mm -hmm. I treat all my clients in voiceover the same way. I get to know my clients. I have a, a, a conversation with them about what they're looking to do in voiceover, why they're reaching out for professional voiceover, because some people don't even know why they're reaching out for professional voiceover, or some people think they know, but they need to say it to themselves. And, and what I mean by that is when I tell you my price tag, um, the first thing people want to say is, well, I could do it myself for that price. But after we've already had our conversation and you told me why you needed my service, you can't say you can do it yourself. That's smart. That's the reason why that conversation is important. I approach my voiceover business as a customer service first, and it leads to sales, and it leads to my customers coming back to me consistently. That's one of the reasons why I've been able to, to do so much e-learning work, because now I've got clients who don't want anyone else to do their voiceover work for them. And if I'm not available, they'll wait for me. Is there anything you do, let's say it's a new client and you've completed the job, What kind of what's your next step? 
to make sure to kind of hook them back? So I always like to see them through to the end. So I make sure that, um, you know, first of all, I make sure that the project was done correctly. Um, I do offer, you know, um, any sort of redos or retakes. I offer that as a as a service to them if it's something that was, and I'm being specific, if it was something that a mistake that I made, um, I offer that to them as a service, as a complimentary service for that matter. And I think that some people take that for granted. But if I made a mistake, if I pronounced a word wrong, if I, you know, if I missed a word or or if I perhaps didn't didn't say something correctly, then as my customer service background says, you fix your mistakes and you don't make the customer pay for it. Mm. So um, now if it's something different where the customer changes the script, et cetera, et cetera, then that's a, that's a different topic. But right. basically what I do is um, I see them through to the end. I make sure everything that is do- everything is done correctly. Um, I make sure that they're completely satisfied. And once they're satisfied, that's when they take care of the bill because the money will come. If they're satisfied, I find I've, I've, I've found that people will pay you and they'll happily pay you if they're satisfied. Once they're done with and the payment is processed and everything is done, um, I let them know like, hey, you know, and I've never been a shy guy. So I've got no problem saying to this, saying this to them. I'll say, hey, I want to be your go to guy. When you've got voiceover, you don't need to go to anybody else. I can handle whatever you need to do. So the next time that you've got a voiceover project, you make sure you remember me. And most of them, you know, like, you know what? Absolutely, Bo, we'll reach out to you. You know, then, and a lot of times they'll say, well, actually, you know what, Bo, we've got something coming up uh, next month. And I'll say, great, let's book it. Let's get it on the calendar. I'll reach back out to you then. Or they might say, well, you know, we don't have anything right now, but, you know, in about six months or so, we'll be redoing our campaign for the next season. And boom, I'm putting a, I'm putting a, a quick calendar alert, like, hey, reach out to so-and-so uh, about so-and-so. And then, you know, I reach back out to them. You know, periodically I'll reach back out, even if there's no promise or anything of, of, of upcoming work, be like, hey, you know, how's it going? You know, just checking in. And, and periodically you want to check in to make sure they're still there. Uh, but more importantly, to make sure that they know that you're still there. Um, because a lot of times the reason why people don't reach out to you and this this is, is weird, but it's just uh, they just don't remember to. Right. They have so much else going on. It's sort of our job to keep track of our clients to say, hello, I'm here still. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why my clients love me is because I can make that easy for them. You know, if, when I reach back out to them, be like, hey, how's everything going? They'll, they'll, a lot of them are like, you know what, Bo, you must have been reading my mind. I've got a script that just came across my desk. And I'm like, well, you know what? I was reading your mind and I was reading your emails, too. <laughs> <laughs> so follow up is important. And, and admittedly, um, I, I need to do a little bit better at the follow ups than I do. But I do um, continue to reach out to them. And, you know, at least periodically check with, check in with them to make sure they're doing OK. You know, if you try to just make a couple small notes about detail that, you know, for example, if if one of them tells you that, oh, I'm not going to be in town next week because my kids got graduating from college in California. So I'm heading out there. Well, if you talk to them, you know, in four months later and you put that note in your in your reminder and when you when you when you talk to them again, you say, hey, so how was Laura's graduation? Mm-hmm. You know, imagine the weight that that carries. When you remember something's now, you didn't really remember it, but you 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 thought enough of them to write it down. And to me, that's almost just as important. So when when you say, "Hey, how was Laura's graduation?" You know, I I know the weather was hot out there in the, in in Cali, you know, and they go, "Oh, it was great, man." And and what you're doing is you're automatically you're conjuring up positive feelings, uh, feelings of nostalgia, and and they're associating with you. They're associating you with someone that they can trust. Yeah. And and that's highly important in repeat business. So um, I've probably had more repeat business 
than than, you know, than regular business, because once I get a client, I try to keep the client. I love that you said that you approach it with a customer service mindset, because I I feel like if you've had any customer service job, you can apply that. I know a lot of people come to voiceover from performing and from the theater, but, you know, a lot of us that did had survival jobs of some sort. And if you had any kind of customer service training, just kind of digging back and remembering some of those little things is super helpful. I think that's that's a super smart way to approach it because it can feel overwhelming. Like, oh, gosh, I've got, you know, I have all these auditions to do, but I really should be keeping up with these clients. And I think that, you know, having that mindset of taking care of them from start to finish and then just one or two little reminders, you know, right away in your phone or in your CRM or whatever you're using Google spreadsheet to help you with that follow-up game is really, really smart. Oh, it, it's it's essential. It, it is essential, especially when you're doing work for yourself as far as, um, you know, like I've, I've got, like I said, I've got, I'm up to about six or seven agents at this particular point. So I, I do get work through them as well. But um, the follow-up isn't necessarily there with agents because you a lot of times I don't even know the person's email address when I when my agent sends them or when I get when I book a gig through my agent. Yeah. And I have to admit, sometimes I'm frustrated by that. Sometimes I want I wish that we had that access to be like, hello and thank you. But I know that that's like overstepping the line. It is. It, it uh, unfortunately is frowned upon, you know, but it, and it's funny because I don't know that the, the end client feels that it's frowned upon. But I guess from the agent perspective, um, it's they don't want you to, to um, bypass the agencies. And, you know, I've got some some really, really great agents. Um, and so I can't you know, I wouldn't want to bypass them anyways. Exactly. Yes, totally. I, I guess for for me, it's just more like. I wish I could personally say thank you one more time. Like, obviously, we say it on the call and the directed session, but I wish I could just one more time be like, hey, thanks. That was so awesome. I really enjoyed that. Please keep me in mind. As simple as that. But I know that obviously I would never take the relationship away from the agent and and they are essential to that dynamic, of course. But, you know, just wanted sometimes I just want to throw in that one little extra like, thanks so much. Oh, I, I agree. But, you know, I will say this, though. Um, I did do this. Um, I would like that one extra thank you that you were just speaking of. But and this just happened to me about a month ago. Uh, my very first nationwide commercial that I did for uh, U.S. Foods, I did that back in, I want to say, twenty uh, uh, Ju- June or July of 2020. And I got I booked that through my agent. And on the uh, during the session that I did, I made sure to let them know, like, hey, you know, I really, I really love doing this for you. You know, of course, like I said before, this is like a standard close. Like, I want to be your voiceover guy. Whenever you guys have any additional voiceover work, I want to make sure that you think of me. Think of Bo because, you know, you want to put a bow on your VO. That's my slogan. Yes. Love it. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, lo and behold, two years later, here we are. It, it was, uh, what, like uh, April or May of this year. Um, I get an email from my agent and they say, hey, um, yeah, U.S. Foods would like you to do another commercial for them. No audition necessary. They just want you to do it. Amazing. And I said, "Are you kidding me?" Like, <laughs> it was it was it was, it was funny, um, but I was so elated that they actually followed through. Um, no audition necessary, and they just basically we just did another session, and it was just like I was amazed, you know. And they reached back out to the agent, of course. But um, and then when I got them back on the line, I'm like, man, you guys just don't know how much you've touched my heart that you remembered me 
Um, you know, and they're like, well, you know what, Bo, you were, you were so amazing last time. And we, we really liked, you know, your approach. And, and that was kind of the validation that I needed for, for that close, that, that closing that I do with them. Um, you know, just to let them know, you know, kind of just like when I was, you know, working in Verizon, when you, when you, after you close the sale, you thank them for their business, you shake their hand and you, you let them know that I'm your, I'm your, uh, cell phone guy. Now, when you need something, you know, whether it's sales related or not, you come see me. And so, in the voiceover business, you know, I, I, I put that out there to them. And that was kind of the validation that that was the right approach. I think the agent repeat clients are almost more satisfying because that's like a lot of usually those are the higher kind of bigger, more major clients anyways. And then when they come back, you know, again, without any marketing efforts, that's literally just you did such a great job that months and months later, they're like, we'd like to do another campaign. Who was that guy again? Oh, Bo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him. Yeah, get him. I love that. <laughs> you know, and I love that, you know, those ones feel like really good when you're like, yeah, I did that. And I didn't really do much except do a great job at what I do. There was no marketing. I wasn't the best marketer or the best at keeping in touch. I just literally did my thing in the moment. And that was good enough for them to say, yes, we'd like to use you again. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's no greater compliment than repeat business. Definitely. And I think that's kind of the the thing that we hope for, because I think I did it last year where I, I sorted my spreadsheet by repeat versus new clients. And it mm-hmm. was astonishing. Most of my business was repeat clients. Yeah, I can believe it. Which I at, at first I was like, on first glance, I was like, oh, it's probably like, I don't know, 50, 50, 60, 40. But it was like 30 percent new clients, 70 percent repeat. I would I would say that's how my that's how my 2021 was. So, yeah, that makes sense. Some of the repeat clients were from that that year, like something at the beginning of the year, something at the end of the year. But some were from like, hey, we worked together in 2018 and we just happened to come across your your you know page again. And would you be interested? I'm like, sure, because you just never know. And same thing with marketing emails. I may have told the story in the podcast, but the biggest voiceover job to date that I've ever booked in terms of financial actual money and clout or I don't know, like what it is, was from a cold email I sent five plus years earlier. And all of a sudden in 2016, I got this email. Hey, we've had your stuff on file for a while. We'd love for you to audition for this project. And I was like, "Okay, sure. And then I looked back because I don't delete emails. And I looked back and I was like, my God, I sent that email five years ago. So you just never know. You never know when things are going to be coming back to you in a way that just sort of appears. Yeah. And you, you just never know what's important to some other people. And, and we send these emails and, and we send so many of them that we don't necessarily think they're important. But, you know, you never know when when you when it may be important to them when they on the other end of that email, they may look at it and be like, wow, this guy was awesome. I don't have anything for him now, but when I need something, he's the guy I'm going to reach out to. Or she's the girl I'm going to reach out to. And meanwhile, you're thinking you've been ghosted. In reality, they just don't have anything. Right. And and and, and lo and behold, like you said, a, a year, two years, three years, whatever, however long later, your email was important enough for them to hold on to. And when they came across the need for voiceover, they may not remember your name, but they go, oh, my gosh, remember that guy uh, eight, five years ago? He sent me that email. Let me look through I, that guy. That's the one who will be, he'll be perfect for this. And I think that that speaks to your point of having a great website, having great demos so that 
that stuff goes on file because I'm sure people get lots of emails every day, every week, and you've got to stand out somehow. It's good. It's good reminders, even for myself, which is why I love doing this podcast, because as I talk to people, I'm like, oh, yeah, they don't hate you. They just don't have anything for you right now. And who knows? This may pan out in six months, six years. We don't know. Yeah. And that and that's and and sometimes I think that's a great way to look at it, because, you know, I'm guilty of this, too. Sometimes we get down on ourselves when we don't see the success that we expect to see. And and we start to think that it's us. And and in reality, sometimes it can I guess sometimes it can be you. But a lot of times it's not. Um, A lot of times it's just not the right time. And, 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 And unless you unless you stick around, you will never be there for the right time. And so it's just it's just important to stay focused and and not get down on yourself and realize, like I said, it took me and I've, I've got no I've got no issues with saying this. It took me six years before I made my first ten dollars with voiceover work, six years before I ever made a nickel off of voiceover work. That was after getting my demo done. And now, granted, I wasn't into it like I am now, but I spent all that money on a demo. And six years before I saw $10 of it come back to me. But had I given up, I never would have I never would have gotten where I am now. So I, I am I'm a, a perfect um, example of a slow burn. It took a while for me to catch fire, which I think is important because I, I, I think a lot of times we expect or there's, you know, you see like a an ad or a, you know, backstage puts out an article, the six easy steps to becoming a voice actor. And the <laughs> truth is, it's, it's not so easy all the time. No, it's not. It's not. And I'm going to tell you, you know, even for those with phenomenal voices, um, for those who have the amazing gift, because you you still need to be trained. And so you can have this amazing voice and and, and, and nobody will hire you if you're not, if you don't, if you don't have the appropriate tools uh, the voice is just one of the tools that you need to make you successful. I had a gentleman um, approach me. Um, uh, this was just last weekend. He goes, um, he's got this beautiful, booming, deep voice. And he's, hey, how you doing, Bo? And I'm like, wow, you know, and he's like, yeah, so I know you do voiceover. And, and you know, everybody tells me I should do voiceover. So, you know, what should I do to get in voiceover? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you've got definitely got a beautiful, booming voice. But there's so much more to it than that. Mm-hmm. And if you go into it saying you're going to get in a voiceover because people tell you that you have a great voice, you're going to fail. That's the hard lesson because I feel like a lot of people do that or or come from a performance background and they're like, well, I'm a performer, so this will be easy. But it's it's a different beast. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. Do you have any last bits of thoughts or advice that you've kind of been stewing around with that you want to share before we wrap up? No, I just want to thank you so much. I know we, it's been a, it's been a while uh, getting get for us to get together. Schedules sometimes don't want to cooperate. So I want to thank you so much for 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 getting us together and allowing us the opportunity to chit chat. And um, you know, like I said, a shout out to again to to uh, the local altar community, my family. And um, I want to I want to um, just say thank you to them for for being my support. I know you know they'll probably tell you that I support them, but they don't realize how much they support me. You know, there's so many voiceover artists and and people who've been instrumental in in keeping me focused and keeping me in the voiceover business. Um, so, you know, I thank them so very much for everything that they do, and all uh, to my agents, um, and um, you know, thank you to uh, to my manager, um, and um, just you know, hey, just enjoy the ride. That's 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 probably the best advice I can give in closing. 
um, is that, you know, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be slows and fasts and ebbs and flows. But if you get off the ride, you, you, you won't get to the fun parts. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta stick and stay through the good, through the bad. And, um, you know, it, 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 if you, if you really want this, you can have it if you really, really want it. And that's the key. Um, life will either show you that you didn't really want it or it'll give it to you. Those are the only two options. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Stephanie. How amazing does that accountability group sound? I love that they meet regularly to not only discuss voiceover wins and goals and things they're struggling with, but to be there for each other like family as a support system too. May we all find that for our own voiceover businesses. And the way Bo uses his previous customer service training to make sure his clients are taken care of from start to finish and beyond is really smart. If you want to connect with Bo, I'm linking his website and socials in the show notes, which you can find at my website, makingittothemic.com. Well, next week will be the season three finale. So make sure you follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening now so you don't miss it. Thanks so much for listening to Making It to the Mic.